It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. It's a Thursday morning already. Where has the week gone? It seems like it's just getting started for some reason. <laughs> Good morning here at the Shank today. Bob and Jill with you. As, uh, of course, you know, I've been, I've been off with my uh, son who's home on leave. First time in four years, I think. First time. I've seen him about once in the last three or four years. So we've been spending a lot of time together and I had to come back to work. He's running me ragged. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you... You know, I heard you celebrated his birthday the other night. Maybe you guys... Well, we're not him. done yet. It's one of those <laughs> Polish birthdays. We'll celebrate it about two or three more times as we have uh, family coming up for the weekend from uh, down around the Madison area. So they'll be coming up. So we're not done celebrating yet. Well, that's good, though. You're oh, making yeah. up for last time. Absolutely. So it's been fun, but uh, we're back uh, back this morning to do a few chores and uh, see where we are. I know it's good cow weather this morning, isn't it? Yeah, it is good cow weather. Boy, they're loving this. Man, it's 45 degrees out here. Down at Toma, it's only about 40, so a lot of 40s and uh, low 50s around the state this morning as we look at our weather. Also, uh, you've been on the road. You've been kind of following FFA, state the sectional leadership uh, workshops. I have. I went to Osseo to, do the, to take part in theirs on Tuesday night, and I was in Whitehall last night. And boy, they've had a good turnout, a lot of excitement with the members good. and excitement with the advisors. Um, Tuesday night they had two, they had 220 registered. And on Wednesday night they had 232 down in Whitehall. And more today. And more today. They're heading over to Loyal. Okay. Devaney Hinkleman will be hosting uh, members from Section 7 today after school at Loyal High School. So that will be a busy place after school today. And, uh, of course, they're getting ready for the national convention, which will be in October down in Indianapolis. And we'll uh, talk about that, a little bit about that. There's so much involvement from Wisconsin, as always, in that national convention. So we'll talk about some of those to be honored, some in competition, just a lot of involvement from uh, the young people around our area and uh, we'll get caught up on that. Jill's been busy, of course. Uh, she went to River Falls last week. You heard a little bit about that already. And uh, well, we're going to hear a little bit from uh, Section 3. Section 3, I talked to the state FFA reporter, Kendra Goplin. Just excitement about putting this whole shindig on and what her favorite part. And we talked a little bit about National Convention. All right. So that's all coming up this morning. Lots to do. It's chore time here. On a Thursday morning at Wax, including, well, you already know that the weather forecast is a little cooler than it was just a couple of days ago. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, today it'll be sunny. High will be about 63 as we've uh, gotten away from the upper 70s to, well, even upper 80s from earlier in the week. So 63 and sunny today. Down to about 41, cloudy overnight, and then a uh, chance of rain Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. 40% tomorrow, 30% on Saturday and Sunday. Temperatures upper 50s to low 60s. And then Monday and Tuesday, partly cloudy to sunny on Tuesday. Temperatures in the low 60s as uh, this is the first day of fall. So welcome to fall as we... Uh, Turn it over. The leaves are starting to turn. The leaves are starting to fall. The corn silage is being made. It is fall in Wisconsin. 45 degrees right now 
in the Chippewa Valley. As we said, the cool spots down around Toma. Hey, it's a cool morning out there. 41 here. Toma's 40. A lot of folks in the 40s this morning. We'll get about 63. It's 5 o'clock. Minute after, this is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. How about some news? NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. Former President Trump is arguing that the New York Attorney General suing him has had it out for him for years. Here's Mark Mayfield. On Fox News, Trump said Letitia James has long campaigned to get him. James has filed the lawsuit against the former president for allegedly inflating his net worth. The civil lawsuit also accuses Trump and his family of falsifying business records to obtain loans, stretching asset valuations, and committing insurance fraud. Trump defended his practices, calling it the continuation of a witch hunt against him. Forecasters are warning that a new tropical system could form and threaten the Gulf Coast as a hurricane next week. For now, it's a tropical wave. National Hurricane Center Acting Director Jamie Rome. There's a high probability that this system will develop into a tropical depression or tropical storm over the next couple of days as it moves across the Caribbean Sea. Meanwhile, Bermuda is under a tropical storm warning and a hurricane watch as Category 4 Hurricane Fiona heads toward the island. Russia is releasing two Americans who they held captive. ABC News reports the Alabama military veterans volunteered to fight with Ukrainian forces. Their families reported them missing in June. Now they're in the custody of the U.S. Embassy in Saudi Arabia. Boston Celtics head coach Ime Adoka is reportedly set to be disciplined by his own organization. According to ESPN, the coach is facing a significant suspension for an unspecified violation of organizational guidelines. Adoka had plenty of success in his first year as coach of the Celtics. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it might be time to put long pants on. That's what I did this morning. <coughs> Excuse me, for the first time in a long time, but uh, we'll, we'll wear them. Sunny 63, down to 41 overnight tonight. Then for tomorrow, there's a 40% chance of rain over the weekend, both Saturday and Sunday, 30%. Partly cloudy on Monday, and actually Tuesday is supposed to be a pretty much uh, sunny day, and a high of 62 is... We'll be right around those highs right on today, right on through next Tuesday at least. It's cool this morning. 40 in Toma, 41 in Medford, 43 in Rice Lake, 43 in Marshfield, 48 over at Green Bay, La Crosse, Madison, Sun Prairie, 50 this morning, Milwaukee, the warm spot at 55. We're a very comfortable, if you're sleeping this morning, that is, with the blanket on and the windows open. Uh, it's a nice, cool morning. 45 degrees. Welcome to the first day of fall. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. All business owners want the same thing, to make their business succeed. At Rural Mutual, they help that happen. As the third largest writer of commercial business in Wisconsin, they take the time to learn your business so they can properly protect you. Call your local agent today or visit RuralMutual.com. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. 
feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's share some of that market information brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And Jill, start us off with the livestock numbers. Choice-fed beef steers are 143 to 159.5 with mixed at 96 to 142. Choice-fed beef heifers are 142 to 152 with mixed at 80 to 141. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 130 to 145 with select and silage fed at 80 and a half to 129. Cows are 65 to 99. Bulls are 65 to 118. Butcher hogs are 75 to 90. Sows are 58 and down. Boars are 22 to 26. Shorn market lambs are 90 to 102 with unshorn market lambs at 80 to 102. And feeder lambs are 75 to $2. And at the Mercantile Exchange, livestock futures closed down across the board. October live cattle. 145.87 down 42. December 150.75 down 32. February down 30 at 154.90. April at 158.47. That was down 40 cents. Feeder cattle October 179.22 at the close down 80. November 180.32. That's down 95. January 181.97 down 92. March 184.85. That was down 85. October lean hog carcass contracts ninety four forty two down a dollar fifty five, December eighty six forty five down one seventy two, February ninety sixty five down a dollar and a half in April at ninety five fifty five down eighty cents. On the board of trade, corn and beans were lower yesterday for a lot of reasons. The harvest going on, the concern over the global economy, and of course lower Chinese demand with some COVID lockdowns over in China. Wheat was a little higher with some of this. Uh, Ukraine concern with uh, what crazy man Putin might do next. But overnight, markets were higher. December corn up four to five cents at six ninety a bushel. The oats up a penny at four eighteen. December wheat up six to seven at nine dollars and ten cents a bushel this morning. And November soybeans up thirteen cents overnight, fourteen seventy four. December meal up two sixty a ton at four hundred forty one dollars and forty cents. Barrel cheese up a half, two seventeen and a half. Blocks down two cents, two oh three and a quarter. Butter down four and a quarter, but still at three ten and three quarter cents a pound. September class three down one, nineteen eighty eight. October down twenty four at twenty one seventy. November and December both down thirty six. November at twenty one forty three. December at twenty one forty. January down twenty four at twenty ninety seven. It looks like prices are lower out through June. And uh, FFA sectional leadership workshop last night at Whitehall. Yep. How many did you say were there? 232 members and guests. Wow, from Section 3. So a good turnout, and we'll hear from the uh, sectional officer. Jill had a chance to talk to Kendra Goplin. We'll do that next, right here on WAC. Keeping it rural. WAX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We're down at the Section 3 sectional leadership workshop. In Whitehall, I caught up with their state FFA officer, Kendra Goplin. A little bit of planning went into this event. What was your favorite part of putting this all together? My favorite part, most definitely, about putting this together was definitely interacting with all of the chapter advisors, figuring out what's going to work for them and what's going to work best for their students and how to appeal to all the different students' personalities. And this was a little bit different. It was kind of on a game theme. Who who came up with that idea? So the story behind that is actually pretty funny. Um, at our first week of training at base camp, we all sat around one night and we played the family feud card game. 
as an officer team. And we were like, this is so much fun. We have a lot of fun playing games together. We would imagine that FFA members would feel the same. And so to kick off our FFA school year, we were like, Family game nights bring everyone together, so we wanted to bring everyone together as a section. So this family game night, what part were you in charge of? I came up with a lot of the, like, I helped come up with all of the worksheets that the members can take home and utilize throughout their year um, as take-home materials, and I also put together all of the graphics and the run-in video. A lot of excitement here tonight. Let's look ahead a little bit. You've got a few more of these to put on. Do the sectional leadership workshops really kind of mirror each other? Yes and no. The format stays the same, but the members are all unique in their very own way, and it's so exciting to go to different sections to see those unique members show and their unique sectional personalities come out as well. Let's look ahead a little bit farther into national convention. Are you a delegate? I am a delegate. Everyone on our team is a delegate, and there are about six different delegate committees that we're going to serve on this year with our 12 delegates. And what are you looking forward to most at National Convention? I'm looking forward most to seeing the state officers that we met back in July at State Officer Summit in Washington, D.C. We get to see each other again in Indianapolis, uh, catch up with them, and then work on some committees to better our organization for the betterment for the members, and then also hear uh, National Officer Courtney Zimmerman's retiring address. And uh, that will be a, a good time down there. So uh, Kendra Goplin down there, Section 3, pre- Vice President, Section 3 Officer. She serves as a state reporter, right? State reporter. Okay, so, uh, yeah, putting on those this week. Those are always big, and like uh, Jill said, what, 222 or something like that? 232 last 232. night. 232, good. And uh, loyal tonight after school will be that uh, sectional leadership. It's quarter after, almost a quarter after five. We'll take a look at other farm news, including uh, more on the FFA as they get closer to the FFA convention. We'll do that next. We've got 45 degrees right now, very pleasant out there, and uh, 63 and sunny today on this first day of fall. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's about 16 now after uh, 5 o'clock. We've got 45 degrees, looking for 63. A nice sunny day today as uh, the corn silage harvest continues. This is Farm Safety Week, Farm Safety Month, so let's do it carefully out there. we uh, got a lot of time to get it in, so let's not rush. I know you all think you got to get it done to yesterday, so... <laughs> Get it done. I know it's a busy season, but again, safety first. And as we said, more FFA news to get on with. Jill, what's happening in other places of FFA? Well, I've been having a lot of fun finding out about the Wisconsin stuff, but the Wisconsin FFA will again have a lot of involvement in the upcoming 95th annual National FFA Convention next month in Indianapolis from our area. Ben Steyer of Menominee, last year's state FFA president, will be the candidate for national office. Ethan Messner of Marshall FFA is National Proficiency Award finalist in agricultural processing. 128 state FFA members will receive their American FFA degree. The Menominee chapter will compete in the parliamentary procedure and livestock evaluation contest, with Marshfield members competing in the dairy cattle evaluation forestry, and conduct of chapter meetings competitions. Receiving their honorary American degrees will be the late Mark Zimmerman, the 
Egg. He taught in Spencer for 33 years and Cheryl Zimmerman of Spencer and retired ag instructor from Auburndale and Mid-State Technical College, Mike Sable. The convention will be held October 26th through the 29th. And I plan on going down there and I'm seeing all those people that I know going across the stage as well as seeing Courtney Zimmerman doing a retiring address. Absolutely. That'll be uh, your niece, of course, Mark and Cheryl's daughter. And it will be an interesting and uh, very touching convention for the Zimmerman family, which includes you, of course, down there at uh, Indianapolis. Again, that's uh, towards the end of October. And uh, we'll have more farm news uh, coming up. As we And we should say that uh, there are a lot more people, young people from our area, that will be involved in the national convention. Uh, we're just looking at the, the roster, the limited roster that we have about uh, national proficiency awards, band members, choir members or chorus members, and uh, agri-science uh, finalists. We've got them from uh, New Auburn, many, many from New Auburn, St. Croix Central, Granton. And so, uh, you know, we've got uh, Bloomer involved in that. So New Auburn, again, just a tremendous amount of young people from our area. And again, congratulations to the Menominee and uh, Marshfield chapters. Ethan Meisner from Marshfield will be leading that delegation over there as a National Proficiency Award finalist, plus all their team competitions. So lots of good representation from our areas. Wisconsin will be, again, very well represented at the National FFA Convention in Indianapolis. Again, Coming up October 26th through the 29th, 95th National FFA Convention already. How many times did you have a chance to get down there? Well, I went down, I went with all, each of my kids as they got their National uh, American oh, FFA American, degree. Right. I got mine FFA degree and I went probably three, four times as a, as a high schooler. So you know the routine. Well, every time it's a little different, so yeah, it's always yeah. an adventure, but... That's for I sure. truly, truly enjoy going and just seeing the uh, energy and all the accomplishments. Yep, these young people uh, deserve to be recognized and uh, for all their hard work. So that's a good thing. All right, uh, coming up, we're going to hear about, uh, well, Seedlink. What's going on in that area here on a Thursday morning at Wax? Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. What next? You go into a farmer's house, and of course, especially in the fall and early spring, seed catalogs all over the place. And you can find uh, what you want, what they look like, by looking through a magazine. But stuff, that's changing. And as Bob, a new business in Wisconsin is setting out to change the way you buy seed. They want to be a resource and a money saver for farmers and gardeners. Really anyone who puts a seed into the ground. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. The startup is called Seedlinked. On one side of the business, it brings together several seed companies, catalogs, and reviews all in one place online for people to browse and purchase the seed that works best for them. And then on the other side of the business, they conduct research trials for different seed varieties. This agriculture startup also caught my attention because the state has taken an interest. Wisconsin is offering tax credits for seed-linked investors. Dylan Bruce is a vegetable farmer and a co-founder of Seed Linked. He tells me more about the relationship with the state, 
But first, he shares why he started Seedlinked. Thank you for the opportunity to be here, Stephanie. So Seedlinked is a two-sided platform. On the one side, we have the growers, like you mentioned. Those are anyone from farmers, uh, commercial farmers, large-scale to small-scale to hobby farmers, all the way to gardeners, who are also an important part of food security, as we learned over the course of the COVID-19 pandemic. On the other side of the platform, we're working with seed companies, we're working with universities, nonprofits, anybody working to develop and test new varieties. So we focus on horticultural crops primarily. That's going to be, uh, you know, vegetables, uh, d- decorative plantings, and we also look at other specialty crops like edible grains. Essentially, anything that's not corn and soy. The reason I say that is because corn and soy get the lion's share of the budget from seed companies for developing the varieties, for creating planting prescriptions for farmers. And what we wanted to do is apply the sort of big data approach that's and the data revolution, really, that's been happening in agriculture and bring that to vegetables, to some of these crops that aren't getting as much investment. No corn and soy, but you can reach larger scale farms that grow other different varieties of, of grain or vegetables. That's right. And we know in Wisconsin here, it's it's not just the corn and soy that are so sun and dairies, you know, the classic ones that we think of here that are central to agriculture. We also have a really vibrant uh, vegetable production environment, both in the central sands at processing scales, but also we are the second in the nation for organic vegetable production, second in the nation for the number of certified organic farms. So these kind of uh, agricultural niche crops, uh, everything down to ginseng and others are really important and they're just not seeing the investment broad scale and we want to help growers answer this essential question of what to grow every year because a lot of folks outside agriculture think oh you've been growing for 5, 10, 20 years you know what to grow you're just going to grow the same thing every year the reality is we have changing climate changing consumer preferences new pests and diseases that are coming in as a result of the changes and so each year a lot of growers are trying new options, trying to figure out what is going to hit the market best and what's going to perform best in their field or in their gardens. And I mentioned in the open that this is also a money-saving tool, but I want you to explain why that is. If we think about vegetable seed, it's been sold essentially the same way since the 1800s, which is a single company catalog model. Now, obviously, the exception is there's online sales now. You can go online and buy your vegetable seeds, but you still have the same process of, okay, for me as a grower, when I flip open a catalog or go online, I'm finding the prettiest picture taking the seed company at their word for what performs well, they'll say, this is the best in our trials, or you know, this one tastes the best, or this one has great disease resistance. The reality is, as growers, we need to know how it performs in our neighborhood. So I want two things when I'm choosing something new to plant. I want data proof, and I also want social proof. I want to know what does well. And I want to have access to that, regardless of what seed company it comes from. So what we've done is bring a dozen seed companies onto one platform form so that you don't have to limit your purchases because you only want to buy from two or three places because it's difficult. Instead, you can go on our platform, 
find the best variety to plant for your context. So say you want a tomato that has the best flavor, yield, and disease resistance combo. Well, you can check those filters, see what options pop up, go to a variety profile on SeedLinked, and see who the suppliers are. And then you can compare the sizes, the options, whether it's certified organic, whether it's treated seed or not. Um, So you really have transparency of price and performance in one place. Spoken with growers experience because you're a farmer yourself, Dylan, out of Ferryville, Wisconsin. Tell me uh, about your operation, your background in agriculture, and why this stemmed into the startup Seedlinked. I grew up on a farm, uh, as you mentioned, over in you know the border of Vernon and Crawford County, and in some ways we're pretty typical for the landscape here. We have some corn, soy, alfalfa, do some contract grazing of heifers on our land with uh, with, with neighbors renting the land, but. While I was growing up, my parents also ran an organic vegetable CSA, one of the first in the state. So, you know, growing up, being very closely involved in that, uh, you know, the, we, we didn't get uh, an allowance. We got to bring stuff to the farmer's market, right? And when I got done with high school, I couldn't wait to get off the farm. Well, spent a few years in Chicago, a few years in Los Angeles, couldn't wait to get back to the farm. Within a week of graduating, I was working at UW-Madison, managing a vegetable trialing program for a professor there. And then finally in 2018 with some colleagues and my my then partner, now wife, we started Circadian Organics, our own production business, uh, really focused on, at the time, restaurant sales. Now we've evolved into being a CSA as well. And the other part of what we do is seed contracts. So we grow uh, different varieties on contract for regional scale uh, vegetable seed companies, um, some out of Michigan, Seed Savers Exchange out of Decorah, some partners that we work with at SeedLinked. And what we realized is, you know, through that process, and when I first sat down with my co-founder at SeedLinked is, you know, he's a plant breeder. I'm wearing the hat of, of a researcher from the university and of a production grower. And we just realized there's no feedback loop. Why can't the data that he creates inform what I'm doing at the university and have that really inform what I'm planting on my farm? And of course, it's, we can access some of that. But, you know, I farm in zone 4B and we've got zone 4B over on the West Coast and, you know, in Montana, we've got it in Maine. And so what we want to do is take that dynamic of going to your neighbor and asking for recommendations or going to your extension agent asking for recommendations and explode that so that we're really connecting the dots all around the country and all around the world. And that's SeedLinked and what they're doing, uh, pretty aggressive stuff. Dylan Bruce, so if you're looking for vegetables, go to SeedLink to find out more. 29 minutes after 5 o'clock, we're going to find out more. Rocky's going to join us from over at Premier Livestock in with you on this Thursday morning. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get over to Premier Livestock in with you. Rocky Olson joins us on this Thursday morning. Good morning, Rocky. You'll have to uh, leave the windows rolled up today, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's different. Quite, quite, a, quite a change in the weather pattern. Well, I guess so. You had to leave the windows rolled up earlier so the air conditioner would work, and now you got to leave them rolled up to keep warm. That's right. Well, let's take a look at what's going on at Premier so far this week. 
Uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is yesterday's dairy cattle auction shaped up. Uh, had a very big dairy sale yesterday, selling over 400 head of dairy cattle, uh, three complete dispersals, uh, two tie stall herds, and we had a parlor freestall herd. Uh, top Supreme Fresh cows brought 2,000 to 2,350. Uh, many other good cows from 1,300 to 1,975. Top Spring and Heifers were 1,250 uh, to 18 and a quarter. Next week, uh, Wednesday, we got two complete dispersals of parlor freestall cows. Uh, we got 175 cow parlor freestall herd. We get another herd of 85 parlor freestall cows. Uh, we'll be expecting over 300 head of Holstein parlor freestall cows and uh, probably another 100 of other consignments of uh, good reputation groups, fresh cows and spring and heifers. Should have over 400 dairy cattle for next week, um, including a uh, top consignment of registered fresh Swiss heifers and a registered Swiss bull. Uh, full details on uh, all these upcoming auctions and full detailed market reports, uh, all classes of livestock at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Uh, you can give us a call at Premier, 715-229-2500. Don't forget, November's our farm equipment auction. Uh, we are now accepting consignments for that auction, so give us a call. And that's the way it's shaped up, Bob. What about other special sales? You got more, any horses coming in? You got draft horse and driving horses and riding yes, horses? Do. You bet we do. I believe uh, coming up right away, we're going to have a horse sale here. I believe that's next week. Oh, really? Yep. All right. So, and well, then the draft draft horse sale will be a little later this fall. The the, sale, the horse sale schedules are all on our website. So. Uh, sounds good. All right, Rocky, you uh, take care of the cold. Have a good weekend. Yep, thank you. There he goes. That's Rocky over there, Rocky Olson over there at Premier Livestock in Withy. We're right now 28 minutes before 6 o'clock. We're going to talk to the newlywed and find out about our weather forecast coming up next right here on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Oh, it's awful good sleeping weather. Cows are happy this morning. It's the first day of fall, and it kind of feels like it out there after being in the 80s earlier this week with humidity. We've come a long way, baby, in the last couple of days as we uh, turn that page to the first day of fall. Let's find out more about it, shall we? Let's go over to Skywarn 13 and check out our weather forecast. Mike Dandry is with us. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. How are you? Good, good. How'd your weekend go? I've been gone, and I <laughs> didn't get a report on the wedding. Oh, my gosh. It was fantastic. The venue was just perfect. The weather actually held up and cooperated very well. And, uh, man, oh, man, it was just a great weekend. And then Saturday, we uh, we took a nice pontoon ride on Kramer Lake in St. Joseph. And uh, right. it was it was just, like, the perfect weekend. Ah, well, that's a wonderful thing to say. And, uh now the venue? Do you have it like an old barn or some special wedding venue? It's uh, it was called the the Grand Lodge at uh, or the Grands at Mulligans, and so anyways, it's kind of like this sort of uh, log cabin type yeah, feel on yeah. the inside, and it's right off a golf course. Oh, neat. and uh, yeah, so it was just a beautiful venue too. Up in North Dakota, ah, uh, Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota. Okay. Yep. So North Dakota was just where I had my first job, and oh, uh, I see. But I I do plan on visiting there sometime soon. I, yeah, I kind of miss place, it there in a way. <laughs> good place to visit. Yeah, I love it there. <laughs> Badlands was always incredible oh, to, yeah. to walk around to. Yep, so we've got some beautiful country in this uh, part of the world, that's for sure. And uh, it's fall and it feels like it. Yeah, it certainly does, and uh, it's a very chilly start to the morning uh, compared to what we've had as of late. But uh, we'll have a good bit of sunshine, not really going to warm us up too much, though. Mostly getting into the low 60s later today, but tonight 
it is going to be another chilly night, even cooler, with some of our lows getting into the upper 30s and low 40s. So if you do have any vulnerable plants, you may want to cover those uh, going into tonight. Then we'll have a few clouds roll in through the overnight and into tomorrow morning. Our highs mostly into the upper 50s and low 60s. This will bring us a chance at some showers going into the afternoon, into the evening as well. Lows mostly around the 50-degree mark. Saturday, another day with on and off chances at some showers, mostly cloudy, low to mid-60s. And then Sunday, well, we'll start to dry things out, still into the mid-60s, mostly clear Sunday night, upper 40s for our lows. And Monday and Tuesday, not really going to be very warm either, low 60s. Mind you, our average high this time of year is around 70 degrees. And then Wednesday, another day, mostly sunny and low 60s. Right now, as I mentioned, though, it is a chilly start, mostly clear, and a temperature of 44 degrees in Eau Claire. Now, the, I know it's spotty frost, but uh, have you got uh, anything, that, I hope you don't, <laughs> anything that looks like uh, a hard frost coming in? No hard freeze Good. right now. Um, you know, that's usually around the low 30s that we'll, we'll find that. So we don't have any anything like that looking uh, for this area, at least, uh, over the next couple of days. Good. We need some more time. Yes, we do. All right. Thank you, Michael. Absolutely, Bob. Have a good one. You bet. Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn 13 taking a look at our weather forecast on wax. We're going to take a look at our news on wax next. That means Morgan's going to join us. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we've got Marcus to catch up on. We'll look at a little calendar. We've got to catch some more news this morning. Morgan McCarthy is in the newsroom as we uh, take a look at this. And you're... You're dressed for this kind of weather. You're always ready for cooler weather. My coat's never too far away. No, I was no born and raised in Wisconsin. <laughs> I know you can't tuck that too far away in the attic. You're usually going to need it. No, it's, uh, 80 degrees is just a teaser for fall, that's for sure. And we're into it. What's going on? Well, we'll start with headlines that keep us here in our area. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We'll start with an Eau Claire man's arrest for a catalytic converter theft that ended in child pornography charges. 715 Newsroom coverage with John DeMaster brings us details. Police say 56-year-old Bradley Simmons left his phone behind after he stole a catalytic converter back in May. They used that phone to track him, but investigators say they also found child pornography on the phone. He was charged for both earlier this week. I'm John DeMaster. A peek into the political stage. No shortage of action there with Governor Evers wants lawmakers to change the state constitution to allow the people to vote on a new abortion law. This was at a Madison press conference yesterday. The Democratic governor claiming that voters in both parties were appalled by the U.S. Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe versus Wade sounded like this. We had 50 years of rights that suddenly disappeared overnight and a legislature that is unwilling to even discuss it. That's disgusting. We'll look at different sides. So you can decide. Evers has called the special session of the legislature on October 5th to act on an amendment allowing voters to change state law through referendum. On the other side of the aisle, Republican leaders quickly rejected the idea, calling it a political stunt. Well, if you go out and look at your license plate, do you have one of those kind of old and peeling ones? There's a solution coming our way. Wisconsin's getting ready to replace 3 million license plates over the next 10 years. A new state law was signed last year that opens the door to replacing the old and peeling plates that are still on some cars. As you might imagine, that's not free. You can expect to see an $8 charge to replace those old plates, and that'll appear on your plate renewal form if your plate is over a decade old. DMV Administrator Christina Boardman says many drivers have license plates that are so old they can barely be read and it doesn't reflect well on our state.
Well, maybe that noon whistle had you cracking open a lunchbox at one point, and now some villages still sound that noon alarm, and there's one place in Wisconsin that misses theirs. Thienville, the village president there, Van Mobley, says they want to bring back the siren that sounded every day at noon. Thienville had sounded that alarm for as long as anyone can remember, but recently stopped because someone complained. Now, nobody on the uh, board could remember when or why the tradition started, but they say they would like to see it return to their town. And this is a sad story. I don't like to bring the mood down in the morning usually, but, uh, well, just grab a Kleenex. On Wednesday morning, a semi-truck packed with Coors Light smashed into several stopped vehicles, causing a chain reaction of accidents. The semi-truck was demolished and the Coors Light exploded all over the highway and nearby cars. Thousands of cans littered the street and the accident backed up traffic for hours before the road was reopened. I'm Mark Mayfield. I know what they say about spilled milk. Not sure about spilled beer. But to get that milk, of course, the chores got to get done. So we send you back to the barn with Bob Jill and the Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5. I want to follow the wildlife in that area. <laughs> After this all, you know, the deer and the skunks and the coons and everything like that. Yeah. Of, uh, they got their fill of Coors Light, what it was like running around well, in the woods. it happened in Florida. You might get better action on the trail cam if you follow the people that showed up <laughs> to get it off the roadway after that, oh, right? that's for sure. <laughs> wow. Hi, right, Morgan, thank you. Anytime, Bob. Uh, Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom this morning. Hey, if you're looking to have fun, this has been going on for a long time, and it's going on again this year. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, Govins Farm, that's a great place to take the kids. I'll tell you right there, you can't miss it. Just off the interstate uh, in the Menominee area. My name is Cameron Olson. They're easy to find. So again, if you're uh, looking for something to do for the kids, maybe uh, this weekend, not a bad thing. Joe, we got a lot of things going on. We talked earlier about the FFA having another sectional leadership workshop. After school today over at Loyal High School, but uh, what else is going on? Well, if you're interested in getting down to World Beef Expo, that amps up today with open shows and runs through Sunday. There's junior shows that happen on the weekend, so it's the open shows. Google it and find out when, who is showing when and where. There is a free soil health workshop today in Pierce County up in River Falls at the Hubert Brothers Farms that runs from 9.30 till 3. We've got farm management series happening down in at the Holman Community Center from 6 to 7 o'clock. And there's one tonight about developing a robust lease agreement. So if you're interested in that, go ahead and Google that. And it's at the Holman Community Center tonight. Beef in the Classroom grant applications are open. They opened up here on Monday the 19th and they run through October 1st. And just Google the uh, Wisconsin Beef Producers. There's a grant out there for teachers that will, to use beef in their curriculum. And we've got the NRCS. If you have propo- conservation proposals, they are due on Friday. So visit your NRCS state office and find out more about that. And remember, this week is National Farm Safety and Health Week. Take care of your farmers. Make sure you slow down. We all have a job to do out there. Boy, absolutely. There's a a lot of choppers, a lot of semis, uh, just a a lot of machinery running around the country. There's a lot of corn coming off into silage, into storage. 
So, again, if you're out driving around, the uh, weather's going to be nice today, sunny, 63, but uh, especially get on some of the town roads, county roads. Uh, be careful. There's a lot of activity out there, and we want to keep everybody safe. It's a quarter to six at Wax, 44 degrees, and we'll get to markets next. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It is quarter to six, 44 degrees out there, and we need to hear from Amber from Barron Equity. Fed cattle, high-yielding choice Holstein steers sold from $1.31 to $1.45. Choice Holstein steers sold from $1.31. 18 to $1.30. Unfinished steers and heifers sold from $1.17 and down. Cow cows, the top 20% sold from 80 to 92, tapping out at 93. 60% sold from 61 to 79, and the bottom 20% sold from 60 and down. Cow bulls sold from 80 to 110, tapping out at 117. Calves, quality hosting bull calves sold from 75 to 140. Light and poor quality calves sold from 60 and down. Beef calves sold from 100 to 272.50. Our next sheep, goat, small animal, and beef sale is Saturday. October 15th at 10 a.m. We are having a horse and tax sale on October 1st at 10 a.m. If you have any questions, please contact Al at 608-477-5825. Thank you and have a good day. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And now it's time to hear from market manager Hut Eman and Sparta Equity. Fed cattle selling steady to lower today with the height of interest beef steers and heifers 147 to 156. The choice and select beef steers and heifers 136 to 146. The dairy cross steers 130 to 144. The high yielding choice Holstein steers 129 to 136. The choice and select Holstein steers 118 to 128 with the unfinished steers, heifers and heavy steers 117 and down. Cow market steady to lower with the high yielding cows 73 to 83 with a top of 89. The cutters in utilities 57 to 72. The low yielding and canner cows 56 and down. Bull market steady with most bulls bringing 90 to 105 with a thin full and bulls over a ton discounted at 89 and down. Calves today sold by the pound with the steady market with 80% of the Holstein bull calves bringing 80 to 150. The quality Holstein heifer calves 30 cents to a dollar. The quality beef calves two dollars three fifty and the light and poor quality calves. 10 to 60 cents per pound. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Monday, September 26th, starting at 12.30 with hogs followed by calves, fed cattle, bulls, and cows. This is Hot Aimed at Equity Livestock in Sparta with us, marketing update, and we thank you for your business. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, let's get more sale barn activity as we go over to the Equity Stratford sale barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Morning, Jerry. Well, have you been out and uh, checked the wood pile yet? It's cooling off. Well, good morning to you, Bob. Well, I'll tell you what. We got her nice and warm in the house. We had a nice little fire started in the wood fr- the wood furnace already this morning, so we are uh, got a lot of wood to get up we're ready for winter, so bring it on. <laughs> oh, I guess we, I guess we have no choice. It's it's going to get winter whether we like it or not. That's for sure. Well, catch us up and uh, what's been going on this week over there at the Stratford Barn. I'll certainly do that, Bob. I thank you and a very good morning to everyone. And, and uh, yesterday's sale activity here at uh, Equity Stratford on Wednesday, and of course we'll start with the feeder cattle sale yesterday. Uh, lightweight beef steers yesterday uh, going from one fifty to two thirty. Uh, your middleweight, four to six weights, mostly from 125 to 190. Heavier beef steers yesterday from 120 to 155. Lighterweight beef heifers from 140 to 230. Middleweight beef heifers from, from 110 to 160. Heavier beef heifers, beef feeder heifers yesterday 
posting from a dollar five to a dollar forty-five. On the uh, Holstein line yesterday, lighterweight Holsteins from one hundred five to one thirty-five. Every Holstein steers mostly from a dollar to a dollar thirty-two and a half. And now we'll get into the market auction yesterday. Market cows, uh, mostly steady trend, high-yielding, fleshy, TMR-fed Holstein cows, high-yielding beef cows in yesterday's auction from 78 to 91. Most of the cows in yesterday's sale selling from 60 to 77. Uh, your thinner cows below $60. On the bull trade yesterday, uh, good quality bulls selling from 95 to $1.15 and a half. Lighter weight bulls below 90. On the Fed cattle trade yesterday, charge grading Holstein steers are selling mostly from $1.22 to $1.32. High-yielding choice, strictly prime Holsteins from $1.32 to $1.42.5, uh, with your select grading under finished cattle below $1.20. On the calf market so far this week, good quality Holstein bull calves, mostly from $75 to $1.75. Uh, weekly top so far at $1.90. Heifer calves, 50 and below. Beef calves, very strong this week, $1.75 to $3.75. And fancy beef calves have topped at four and a quarter this week. So now we are at Thursday here in Stratford. We start this morning at 11 o'clock. Market auction day. Market cows, of course. Market bulls. Fed cattle. Baby calves. We'll get to those after the lunch hour. And just a reminder, uh, our next hay sale next Stra- uh, in Stratford here will be next Tuesday. We want to mention also, uh, uh, we do have that special bread beef cow sale coming up October 5th at uh, 12 noon. That'll be on a Wednesday, October 5th. That will be for bread beef cows, and if you have folks, you folks have cows to consign, uh, taking consignments, so let us know. Put them on the consignment list. So, Bob, with that, uh, we'll turn it back to you. And, uh, yeah, we don't um, – oh, it's 40, ew, 41 degrees, but um, um, I don't know. Do we have a answer for us? It's pretty early for that. No, it's too early for that, but maybe a scattered shot way down in the southern coolies and way down in the holes maybe. But uh, not an area-wide frost at all. So not yet, Jerry, not yet. Hey, you have a good one, and uh, go chop some wood. We'll talk to you in the morning. All right, and also, folks, be careful because of bow hunting season. You and your son go bow hunting, Bob? No, we're not doing that. We're doing about everything else, but not bow hunting. (laughs) There's there's plenty of them out there, so in case you decide to change course of action there. so We will do it. Thanks, Jerry. Jerry Fitzgerald over there at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And our market's brought to you by Synergy Co-op in Ridgeland. And uh, we were talking about the calendar earlier, but uh, something else that just caught our attention, Joe, this weekend for all you uh, folks that like to grow big vegetables. River Prairie Ginormous Pumpkin Festival is this weekend at the River Prairie Park from 9 till 2 it's free, so head on over to Altoona and check out those big pumpkins. And they'll have some big ones over there. That's right. I think our old buddy Mark Holly, who uh, was the meteorologist at uh, Channel 13 for so long now over in Wausau, he always gets involved in that. So if you, you want to see Mark, I'm sure he'll have a big pumpkin over there this Saturday. River Prairie Park, 9 to 2. There are going to be some big ones. There always are. Well, let's take a look at the the markets. Again, courtesy of Synergy Cooperative. Board of Trade, corn and beans were lower yesterday as the harvest continues. Uh, Global economies, what are they? And lower Chinese demand because of COVID shutdown. Wheat was higher with the Ukrainian situation. Crazy man Putin talking about calling up 300,000 reservists and who knows what he might do. December corn, uh, after being down yesterday, four to five cents higher overnight at 690 a bushel. The oats up one at 418. December wheat up six to seven cents at 910 a bushel. November soybeans up 13 at 1474. 
December meal up two sixty a ton at four hundred forty one dollars and forty cents. Country elevator prices this morning. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connorsville location, corns at six twenty nine with soybeans at fourteen oh four. Doomer's Grain of Holman, corn's at 628 with soybeans at 1405. On the DTN screen at Golden Plump, corn is 635 today at Baldwin, 630 with the beans at 1395. Durant has corn at 620, beans 1385 at Mondovi, 625 on the corn, 1395 on the beans. Elmwood, 630 and $14 even on the beans. Fall Creek, 615 for the corn, 1370 on the beans. And at Osseo, the corn is 635, the soybeans at $14. Elk Mound, 635 on the corn, 1403 on the beans. At Melrose Farm Service at Sparta, corn is 669, the beans at 1406. Ellsworth, 610 and 1370. At the ethanol plants, Boyceville corn 661, Stanley 639, and the New Richmond corn price is at 637. Barrel cheese up a half, 217 and a half. Blocks down two at two or three and a quarter. The butter down four and a quarter at 310 and three quarters. September class three down one, 1988. October down 24 at 2170. November down 36, 2143. December down 36 at 2140. January down 24 at 2097. Again, 44 degrees right now, sunny and 63 on the first day of fall. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at waxradio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi and the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On demand content at waxradio.com.